Thank you.
bless his name, bless his name. God made me. God made us. God made us who we are. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we're glad about it. Go ahead and give God a great big hand of praise in your house, in your home, in your car, in your workplace. God is great and he is greatly to be praised. We honor and glorify him this morning because he is our God. He is our king. He is our father, but more importantly, he's our savior and he's our friend. And I don't know about you, but in times like these, man, we need a good friend. Amen. In times like these, we need a good friend that we can lean on, a friend we can depend on, a friend we can rely on. And what better friend than we have than Jesus himself? What a friend we have in Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's praise him this morning.
but I was told that when they went to pick up the birthday cake, there were so many candles, I mean so many candles, that they decided to cancel the cake. So they was concerned that if he blew out all of those candles, he might have been too tired to preach this morning. So, since I'm never asked to sing a solo or lead a song, I think I'll uh, <clears throat> sing happy birthday. No, no, just kidding. But in all serious, Pastor Buckley, we love you. Um, happy birthday. We pray that you have many, many more. So y'all show them some love in the comment section and let them know how much we love them. Our scripture this morning comes from Philippians 4. Um, a couple of my favorite scriptures, um, verses 11 and 12. And I know everybody's familiar with verse number 13. So the fourth chapter of Philippians, and I'll be again reading at verse 11. Not that I speak out of respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Verse 13, I need everyone to join me. I know it's a familiar voice, verse. So let me hear you. Let's sing it. Let's say it all together. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Thank you. Let us have a word of prayer. Dear Lord, it's once again, Lord, we come this morning just saying thank you, Lord. Thank you for being our God. Thank you for being our friend. Thank you for being our all in all, my dear master. Lord, we thank you for the word that's coming forth this morning, teaching us to be content in times such as these. Lord, we ask a special blessing upon those who are in the path of Hurricane Laura this week. Lord, we ask that you be with them. Lord, we ask that you be with our sick and our shut-in and our bereaved families. Lord, we ask a special blessing upon our young people this morning those who are going back to school, those who will be starting school this week, Lord, we ask that you be with them, dear Master. Lord, be with our college kids, those who are online, those who are in the college campuses, Lord. Remind them that the same God who was with them in Jackson will be with them wherever they go. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for our pastor, and we celebrate his birthday today, Lord. And Lord, we know with these verses that you've placed on his heart that we will have a word this morning. So Lord, we ask that you would use it. Lord, we ask that you would open our hearts and minds that we might receive your word this morning. Lord, we lift you up and we give you all the praise and all the glory. That's to do your name. And it's in your son Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 Let the church say amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for the well wishes, Deacon. Uh, I was going to sing, but I think I'm going to hold on to my breath. Amen. <laughs> God bless you. Listen, I'm, I'm 48 this, this morning. Thank God for 48 years. And uh, all I can say is God has been faithful. Amen. God has been faithful to me. He's been faithful to my family. He's been faithful to you. And on this morning, we celebrate his faithfulness now through our giving. God has been faithful to us. And now we demonstrate our faithfulness to him. Great is his faithfulness. So we ask that you now prepare your gifts, your tithes, and your offerings as we give unto the Lord our God, who has given so much 
unto us. You know there are any number of ways you can give. You can give by the app. You can give uh, by the number that's on your screen, texting to that number. Also, you can always come and drop your gifts off at the office, however you choose to give. Make sure that you do so liberally and cheerfully, for God still loves a cheerful giver. Try him now and see if he will not open you the window of heaven, pour you out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive it. Why? Because he's just faithful like that. givers, and Lord, we thank you for the gifts. Lord, we ask that you multiply them and let them be used for the upbuilding of your kingdom. These and all blessings we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let the church say amen. Listen, 
Listen, I want you to certainly keep uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana in your prayers and all of those who have been impacted and affected by uh, Hurricane Laura. Uh, certainly there are many uh, who are in need of our prayers, many who have been displaced, uh, lost homes. We received some pictures of, uh, from uh, those in our church family who have family members in that area who were impacted by the storm. And so we ask that you keep them in your prayers. Uh, God is certainly able uh, to do exceeding abundantly above we all ask, think, and imagine according to the power that works inside of us, which means this, that we can't leave everything up to God to do. There's some things that we have to do, and God will use us as we do those things. Amen. And so let's minister grace, let's minister giving, and let's minister uh, gifts to those who are in need. We will uh, share with you ways that we can do exactly that uh, in, in days to come in the near future. But let's keep them in our prayers uh, right now. Amen. Listen, it's also a very special day. Uh, this is the first time that, that we've had a few people in our congregation this morning. I'm preaching. A, I got an audience this morning, y'all. So y'all y'all going to get about five months of preaching without a, an audience. Amen. So y'all get ready. Amen. And I'll tell you why we have a few people in our audience this morning with us this morning. Uh, because it's fifth Sunday and we have the blessed privilege uh, of dedicating a newborn, a newborn baby a very special child born in the midst of this pandemic. Amen. So we already know God has a very special blessing uh, on this child's life. Amen. And I'm speaking of the new son uh, of, of Mr. and Mrs. McLaughlin, Carol and Ashley McLaughlin, their baby boy, Liam Kingsley McLaughlin. And so I'm going to ask uh, I, I need Carol. Carol is doing double duty, so Carol, you come on down. Amen. And while he comes down and gets situated, Ben, I need y'all to pick up. And uh, uh, Justin, you take the lead. Amen. You take the lead on that guitar, and we're going to have some music just for baby Liam. Amen. Baby Liam Kingsley. Amen. And we have those who have gathered uh, with him to dedicate now this very special child. Uh, unto the Lord. We know this, we know this, uh, that dedications are just that times when we say to the Lord, we thank him for the gift that he's given to us. And in an act of dedication, we give that child back to the Lord, simply saying, God, help us to be good parents, help us to be faithful parents. And we thank those who have gathered, who are a part of your family, a part of your tribe that uh, you're going to be leaning on and depending on to uh, give you the support that you need to help raise baby Liam in the admonition of the Lord. We believe that God will do exceedingly great things uh, through you all together as you serve together, as you minister together, and as you raise baby Liam together. Amen. And so I'm going to ask you now in K Chapel, you are with us uh, by way. And so I want you to be praying now for this young family, praying that God will do all that he needs to do for them in the days to come. And now we will proceed uh, with the act of dedication. And in just a few moments, I'll give you a few more instructions. Here uh, are the, here is the ceremony for the act of dedication. Scripture commands that you as parents teach your child about the Lord Jesus Christ. And only then he will be adequately equipped for the challenges of his life and sufficiently prepared to meet the Lord when he returns. But your child's spiritual welfare 
will not be accomplished simply by telling him about Jesus. It is the words of your mouth combined with the obvious presence of the Holy Spirit in your own lives that will effectively communicate the message of God's love and saving power to your son. The birth of your son needs to inspire within the both of you a greater resolve to let Christ shine through you by being even more intentional in your pursuit of holiness and the supremacy of God in your home. And so now, parents, do you now dedicate your child to the Lord who gave him to you, surrendering all worldly claims upon his life in the hope that he will belong wholly to God? Parents, do you pledge that as parents, that with God's help, you will bring your child in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, making every reasonable effort with patience and love to build the word of God, the character of Christ, and the joy of the Lord into his life? And do you all now promise, God helping you, to make it your regular prayer that by God's grace that this child, Liam, will come to trust in Jesus Christ alone for the forgiveness of his sins, for the fulfillment of all of his promises to him, even eternal life, and in this faith follow Jesus as Lord and obey his teachings. Normally at this time, I would ask to hold baby Liam and dedicate him and pray over him. Given the situation that we're in, I will refrain from doing so, but I'm going to ask that, Ashley, you give Liam now to Carol, who is the head of the wife, the head of the home, and also the priest of the home. And as you hold that child and operate now in your priesthood, let me pray this prayer with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. We thank you for Liam, for bringing him to us, for giving him every good and perfect gift. God, we thank you for what you have blessed him with the talents that will emerge, the skills and the gift and the purpose to which you have called him, which will claim his life. Now, God, we pray your hedge upon this family, upon this father, upon this mother, upon these extended family members who will participate in the raising of Liam. Bless them now. Be a hedge around them. Keep them in your care and let everything that you have purposed and promised for Liam come to pass, particularly his faith in Christ. Do it now in Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for the blessed privilege of allowing us now to dedicate Liam unto the Lord. You have the materials, the certificate of dedication as well. Thank you all for being a part of this service. Cade Chapel, go ahead and celebrate the McLaughlin family and celebrate baby Liam now who has been dedicated unto the Lord. God bless you. You may return to your seats.
and bless the Lord for grace. Come on and thank the God for mercy. Come on and bless him for grace and mercy. It was grace and mercy that kept me. Grace and mercy been walking with me. Grace and mercy has been holding me. Grace and mercy has been covering me. Grace and mercy has been walking with me through the years, through the storm, through the rain. Grace and mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you for 
his name, bless his name. Grace and mercy brought us through dangers seen and unseen. Grace and mercy, my God, brought us through. Amen. 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 From the book of Philippians read earlier in your hearing, Philippians chapter number four, Philippians chapter four, beginning with the 11th verse. These words you will find recorded, you already know it. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Here it is. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Amen. Amen. Listen for a few minutes. I want to talk from the subject this morning, getting through what you're going through. Getting through what you're going through. Kevin, when the history books have been written and the volumes have been archived, chronicling the highlights and the happenings of the first few decades of the new millennium, the year 2020 will certainly stand out from among the rest as an unforgettable year of political unease, societal unrest, and national uncertainty. From a worldwide pandemic that has shut down city centers, closed down school campuses, and seen more Americans die than any other nation around the world, to countrywide protests sparked by the recent murders of George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, and Breonna Taylor, to the politicizing of public health to the extent that we now have to wonder if we can even trust the CDC and other federal and state recommendations related to COVID-19 to the tragic losses of superstars like Kobe Bryant and civil rights icons as John Lewis, and yesterday the silver screen actor who brought us stories of Jackie Robinson, James Brown, Thurgood, Marshall, and superhero Black Panther, Mr. Chadwick Boseman. 2020 has been a banter year of heartache, headache, and hurt. And what awaits in the final four months remains to be seen. For there is yet a presidential election now in just 64 days, whose outcome will in large part determine the trajectory of race, class, and American jurisprudence for generations to come. Quite frankly, Carol, this is just a lot to go through. And it's a lot to get through. Everything from personal loss of family members and loved ones and the public loss of icons and personal heroes to the political falling out with our Facebook friends whose party politics just can't be stomached at a time like this. It's a lot to get through and a lot to go through. 
parents have sent their children off to college hoping and praying that they remain safe and don't end up getting sick. Students are trying to make adjustments to meeting and learning and submitting homework online. Student athletes are struggling through a season of not being able to play their favorite sports. Marching bands aren't playing. Choirs aren't singing. Drill teams aren't dancing. And churches aren't meeting in their normal spaces. It's a lot to get through. It's a lot to go through. But I stopped by this morning to encourage and remind you that we can get through what we're going through. I know that this is not the way that you plan for this year to go, but you can get through what you're going through. I, I know you've been thrown some curveballs that you didn't see coming, but you can get through what you're going through. I know some of you feel like giving up right now, but you can get through what you're going through. I know this feels like too much at times, <laughs> and you're putting on a good face in a day when in the day, and you're crying yet at night, and nobody knows the pain you feel, the hurts that, that's real, the thoughts you really have, and the questions that you can't answer that make you feel like there's really no use of going on. But hear me right now. This morning, you can get through what you're going through. And I'm glad, I'm glad that the Lord guided the writing of this letter by the Apostle Paul to the believers at Philippi. But, but before you misread this passage in the manner that it's oftentimes misread, let me read it with you again. Listen to what it says. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Now, oftentimes, oftentimes, if I'm honest about it, we see this verse and we hear people using this verse as a kind of encouragement to face and conquer some challenge, to overcome some obstacle, to accomplish some pursuit and to attain some goal. And we psych our spiritual selves up to move forward reciting, I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things through Christ. And in essence, what we have made is this verse to mean in our minds is that we can do anything rather than we can do all things. We made this verse say, I can do anything I set my mind to through Christ. I can do anything that I work hard at through Christ. I can do anything that I study and apply myself to do through Christ. I can do anything that I believe I can do through Christ. And we've made this verse walk alongside of us into anything we set our hearts and our minds to do. But that is not what this verse is saying. It does not say I can do anything. It says I can do all things. I know, I know, I know, I know I'm messing with your, your favorite verse right now. I, I know we want to use this verse to push us to succeed at whatever it is that we're out to do, but the reality is, is that this verse was not written for that purpose. Can I, can I just be real with you for a moment? There's some things you, you can't do. I know you didn't want to hear that. There, there's some things I can't do. The reality is, the reality is, if I start working out right now, Kevin, and you lose 25, 30 pounds, and, and I get more limber and get more flexible, and you put a basketball in my hands, I still won't be able to dunk it. I can't do I, can't, I wish I had a witness in here. There's some things that I can't do. You can put a tennis racket in my hand. I can study, learn all of the techniques, practice morning, noon, and night. And at 48 years old, I still won't be able to beat Serena Williams because I can't do anything. I wish I had a witness in here. You, you can put a paintbrush in my hands. I can look at the best of art and study under the best of artists. And you still won't see my artwork hanging in any reputable gallery because I can't 
do anything. And it does not matter how many times I say it. I can't pre- bench press 300 pounds. I can't run 100 yards in 10 seconds. I can't punt a football 50 yards between the uprights. I can't throw a baseball at 90 miles per hour. There are some things I can't do. And just by saying I can don't mean you can. Wish I had a witness here. That's the problem with some of us right now. You fool yourself into believing you can do some stuff you can't do. Can't get no help in here. You, you going around the house and you think you can sing. You can't sing. You, you, you didn't fool yourself into believing you can do things that you, I wish I had a witness in here, that you have not been called, you have not been created, you have not been purposed to do. And you think that just because somebody else can do it, that that means that you can do it. And we confuse this scripture as being some, some kind of internal pep rally meant to psych us up and give us the motivation and the mental focus that we need to accomplish something that we want to do. And that's not what this verse is about at all. When Paul writes this verse, it is not a confidence builder. When he writes this verse, it is not a motivational boost for you to go out and accomplish your dreams. Paul's reason for this verse is to say to us that God has given us the capacity, the strength, the power, and the insight to be able to get through what we're going through. That's why he writes this verse. He's saying to you, whatever it is you're going through, you have the power, the strength, the wisdom and the insight that you can get through it. Can, can I show it to you? Look, look, look with me at it again. Verse number 11 says, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere. And in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things, all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. You see, when you read this in its context, what you see Paul doing is he's wrapping up a letter to the church at Philippi, and he is taking a moment to encourage their faithfulness to Christ and to thank them for their heart of generosity toward his ministry. In fact, in the very next verse, Paul begins his thank you note. Let me read it to you in the, 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 the uh, contemporary English version. It says, verse 14, it was good of you to help me when I was having such a hard time. My friends at Philippi, you remember what it was like when I started preaching the good news in Macedonia. After I left there, you were the only church that became my partner by giving blessings and by receiving them in return. Even when I was in Thessalonica, you helped me more than once. Paul recognizes then the role that these believers have played in keeping his ministry viable and visible. And it is this recognition of their faithfulness to his ministry that is contrasted with the reality of this text. The fact that even though the believers of Philippi have been faithful and generous, Paul says there have been times when in this ministry, he says, I didn't know how I was going to make it. There had been times when he could not figure out where his next meal was coming from. There were moments when it was not clear how everything was going to turn out. That's why the text begins with him saying, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Paul says, I'm not telling you this because I need another offering from you. He says, in fact, I've learned God has allowed me to get through the rough places and come through the rough moments even when I don't know how. I'm going to make it. I wonder if anybody can relate to Paul this morning. Situations that you've come through, you didn't know how you were going to get through them. 
but God brought you through them. Problems that looked like were insurmountable, but somehow God made a way. Issues that he healed, mountains that he moved, storms that he calmed, needs that he supplied. So the all things to which Paul is referring is not hitting a golf ball down the fairway. It's not winning the championship game. It's not acing your test or your quiz. All of that is great, and I hope that you do well in all of that. But what Paul is telling us is that with Christ, we are able to deal with the things that life brings to us. All of the hurt that we will be greeted with that is unannounced, all of the tragedies that will shake our faith, all of the troubles that will turn our worlds upside down, all that we will be called to go through, Paul says God will get you through it. I can get through what I'm going through. I can do all things. I can handle the struggles without them stressing me out. I can do all things. I, I can deal with the disappointments without becoming depressed. I can do all things. I, I can absorb the pain without becoming pessimistic. I can do all things. I can take the blows and still believe. I can accept the problem and still give God praise. I can be broke and not be broken. I can be low and not be down. I can be down and not be out. I can be sick and not suffer. I can be hurt and still say hallelujah. I can grieve and not give up. I can cry without crumbling. I can get through what I'm going through, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I have a witness in here. How, 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 how then do you get through what you're going through, Paul? Three things. Here's the first point of the text. If you're going to get through, beloved at home, if you're going to get through what you're going through, you've got to, number one, learn from the place where life has you. That's it. Learn from the place where life has you. L listen to Paul. Listen to Paul, Justin. He says, I've learned in whatsoever state I am. Here it is. Here it is. Write this down. Text this and tweet this to your neighbor. Don't waste the experience. There it is. That's all I got for you. Don't waste the experience. Wherever life has you, whatever you're going through, Learn what that experience uniquely offers you the opportunity to learn. <clears throat> because in it, you will discover more about yourself and more about God. Watch it, watch it, watch it, X. In, in whatever state I am, Paul says, I've learned. I didn't waste it. I learned. I didn't rush through it. I learned from it. I didn't ignore what it was trying to teach me. I learned the lesson. I learned something that I would not otherwise have learned. I learned a new skill. I, I learned a new strategy. I learned another way to get by. I learned a different way to use what I've been using. I learned. I, I picked up a new interest. I learned. I developed a new talent that I didn't know I had. I learned. I flexed a muscle that had been laying dormant inside of me. I learned. I figured out something that had been confusing me. I learned. I finally read something that I should have read a long time ago. I learned. I fixed something that I've been wondering how it operated a long time. I learned. See, see, some of you have been going through this pandemic, and you're going to come out the same way you with, went in without having learned anything. Because you're just waiting on things, watch this, to get back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you're just going through waiting on things to get back 
the way they were without taking this as an opportunity to learn. Learn, some, learn how to do something you've been paying somebody else to do. My God. Learn, 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 learn how to fix a false, faulty pipe. Learn how to fix a, a, a unclog your own drain. Learn, learn how to install a... Pl well, don't do that. You might electrocute yourself. Learn, learn how to do something, amen, that's safe. Learn. Learn, 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 learn. You're, you're going through this experience not having figured out anything without having picked up any additional skill set without having attempted to do anything new or different and you will have wasted the lesson that this experience gave you the opportunity to learn paul says i've learned in every situation every moment every obstacle i've learned here's the question here's the question here's the question since march 15th since march 15th March 8th is actually the last time we met here, talking to the church now. But since that time, ministry leaders, listen to me, ministry leaders, what have you learned? Listen to me, listen to me. Since March 15th, it's the 30th of August now. Since March 15th, what have you learned? What, what have you learned in terms of how to do ministry differently? Wish I had a witness in here. Since, since you can't do it this way, what new technique, what new software, what new meeting strategy have you learned to employ in order to continue ministry? Stop waiting on to get back to the building. What have you learned? Wish I had a witness in here. Since you can't sit in your favorite restaurant and eat your favorite foods the way you could before at any time, what have you learned? What new recipe have you learned? Help me somebody. You've been cooking lemon pepper chicken for 15 years. Have you figured out any kind of way, a new way to fix that chicken? Amen, lights. What have you learned? What have you learned? Have you learned anything new? Have you leaned into this new reality and learned new ways of doing things that you've been doing? Have you learned how to pay bills online? Have you learned how to, how to use email? Have you learned how to use Zoom? Have you learned how to use FaceTime? Have you learned how to join a conference call? Have you learned to do a simple repair around your house? Have you learned how to shut off the water from the street? Have you learned how to get by with less stuff? Have you learned how to cook with less waste? Have you learned how to have more family time? Have have you learned how to reprioritize what's really important? Have you learned what's essential and what you can do without? Have you learned? Don't waste this experience to learn from the place where life currently has you. Paul says, in whatever state I am, I learned from it. I learned in it. I learned through it. If you come out of this and you hadn't learned anything, Shame on you. If you can come out of this, we're now in the fifth month of this. If, you, if, in, if in five months you hadn't learned anything, shame on you. You're wasting the opportunity. Secondly, if you're going to get through what you're going through, you've got to get, you've got to, get to the place where you can say, that I've learned to be good with where I am and where I'm not. Learn to be good with where you are and where you aren't. If, if you're going to get through what you're going through, learn to be good with where you are 
and where you aren't. Paul says, the thing that I've learned is, watch this, he says, I've learned to be content. I've learned to be good with where I am. I've learned to be thankful for life being as good as it is. And listen, if you're going to get through what you're going through, you've got to have a different perspective about what you're going through. Let, let me break that down. I, I was shocked. I was shocked like you all were. I was shocked when the news came a couple of days ago about Chad Bozeman's death. Stopped me in my tracks. Couldn't believe Black Panther was gone. But what I found, Kevin, more amazing was the fact that he had been diagnosed with stage three colon cancer in 2016. In 2016, he was diagnosed. And yet this brother decided that he was going to lean into life and give it all that he had with where he was. Mm. And so in 2016, he gave us movies, Gods of Egypt, and Message from the King. In 2017, he gave us the movie Marshall. In 2018, he gave us the movie Black Panther. In 2019, he gave us the movie 21 Bridges. And in 2020, he gave us the movie The Five Bloods. Are you hearing me? And the only way he could have done all of that in the midst of his own physical struggle with a terminal disease was to determine to live life from the perspective of it being as good as it is. And as good as it is, I'm going to give it all I got. As good as I got it, I'm going to put my all into it. Whatever God gives me, I'm going to get... God Almighty. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to complain. And if I do cry, you won't see me. I'm going to look better than what I'm going through. You won't know it because grace and mercy is going to get me through it. Grace and mercy is walking with me. Grace and mercy is holding me up. Grace and mercy is giving me strength. Grace and mercy. So in other words, rather than brooding over where you're not, you've got to learn to be thankful for where you are. Learn to be good with what you can do with, rather than what you can't do. Learn to be good with where you can go rather than where you can't go. Learn to be good with how you can connect rather than how you can't connect. And that doesn't mean that you don't somehow, that you somehow give up or, or on wanting more or hoping for better days. But it does mean that you come to the place, watch this, where you become content at peace. And if it don't get no better, I'm good with that too. If, if, if this is where it all ends, if this is how it all ends, I'm going to give it my best while I can. I wish I had a witness in here. I'm at peace. I'm not fighting the facts of where I am or what life has handed to me. I'm not denying the reality that I face and has been facing me, but I'm doing it with more faith and with more purpose. And I'm deciding that if this is where life has me, then I'm going to make the best of it. If I got to live in the shack, it's going to be the best looking shack that anybody has ever seen. If I'm going to live with a disease, then I'm going to look better than anybody else has ever lived with it. If I've got to go through this struggle, then it's going to make me not going to make me lose my hope. It's not going to make me lose my joy. It's not going to make me lose my peace. It's not going to make me lose my faith because I've learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. What does that mean? I've learned. I've learned. I've learned how to accept what I cannot change. I've learned how to be content. I've learned how to quit fighting life's facts and using that energy to create something that stands up to the facts that says I'm living life with something greater inside of me. Grace and mercy will help you 
to live a content life. You may not have what you used to have or what others currently have, but when you've learned to be content, you won't lose faith, lose hope, or lose joy. I've learned, y'all, to be content. If I'm up, I'm good. If I'm down, that's all right, too. I've learned to be content. If I'm wealthy, that's good. If I'm down to my last, that's all right. I've learned to be content. And here's, here's why Paul Here's why Paul and why I have such contentment. It's actually after he thanks the believers for supporting his ministry. In verse number 19 that he writes this word, these words. Verse 19 says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Here it is. If you're going to get through what you're going through, this is my last point, I'm through. If you're going to get through what you're going through, then you've got to learn that God will get you through it. I'm through. I'm done. If you're going to get through what you're going through, you've got to know that God will get you through it. Paul says, my God shall supply. Wish I had a witness in here. My, my God will supply. My, my God is going to supply. I, I know I may not have it right here in front of me, but I know by the time that I need it, my God, my God shall supply. I may not can produce it right now, but I know when it's time, it's going to be in my hand. My God shall supply. Paul said, I'm content. I'm good. I'm not worried. I'm not anxious. Because I've been through enough now to know that God's got me. <clears throat> I've seen enough now to know that God's got me. Enough has happened in my life. For me to know that God's got me. I've been through enough storms to know that God's got me. I've been through enough rain to know that God's got me. I've had enough sickness to know that God has got me. I've had enough battles to know that God has got me. And Paul says that my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches in glory. That means whatever I need, God will give it to me. If I need strength, God will give it to me. If I need faith, God will give it to me. If I need more hope, God will give it to me. If I need more sustenance, God will give it to me. If I need more joy, God will give it to me. Is there anybody at home today who can testify that God will supply all of my need? I'm, I'm going to stop there. Baby Liam is here. I don't want to scare him. He said, what is all that noise? Let me... Let me bring it down. Let me bring it down. Liam is good. I'm going to make him an honorary band member, by the way. Yeah, he's an honorary band member. My God shall supply all of my need according 
to, listen, here it is. Here's what I learned, y'all. Mm. Andre Crouch wrote this song a long time ago. He said, if I didn't have any problems, I wouldn't know that God could solve them. I wouldn't know what faith in God could do. He said, through it all, Through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus, my God. I learned to trust in God. Anybody been through anything? Through it all, I've learned how to thank him for my struggles. Through it all, I've learned to depend. I've, le I've learned. Mm. Mm. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all. Go ahead and sing it through it all. You know it. I've learned, I've learned to depend on his word. Yeah, through it all, through it all, through it all. Yeah, that's it. I've learned, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned. Learn to trust in God through it all. Everything I've been through, through it all. Oh, I learned. Y'all keep doing that. Y'all keep doing that. Listen, if you're at home this morning, you've been going through something. You're going through something right now. The challenges, the struggles, the problems of life, whatever they are. I want you to know this. You don't have to go through them by yourself. God is a very present help in time of trouble. But in order for him to help you, you need to know him. You need to know him for yourself. It's, it's one thing to hear me preach about him, but it's another thing for you to know him in your heart. If you know him in your heart, you know this God will supply your need. He'll give you what you need for the struggle, for the journey ahead, for every valley, for every mountain, for every storm, for every sickness. My God shall supply all your need. And if you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, I want to lead you to the moment of accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior this morning. Listen, it's real simple. Just pray this prayer of faith with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, I open my heart to receive your son as my savior. I believe that he died on a cross for my sin. I believe he rose again from the dead. And I believe that he is your son and now my savior. And I accept him now. Make me a new creature in Christ. By faith, old things are passed away. And now, I'm anew. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now listen, if you prayed that prayer, do me a favor, call the number that's on your screen right now. There's somebody waiting to hear from you, somebody waiting to talk to you. They're going to pick up that phone. If you're calling and the line is busy, you call back because somebody wants to talk with you and lead you into the next steps so that you will learn how to live out your faith in Christ. You might be our brothers and sisters. I might be your pastor, and we will all fellowship together. God bless you and God keep you. We're waiting to hear from you. Do it right now.
do it right now. My God, my God. Come on, sing it with me. Through it all, through it all. Through it all. I've learned. Said I learned. Through it all, through it all, oh, I've learned. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace. You can get through what you're going through. God bless you.